Well, hey everyone, and good evening to you. Just making sure we have volume, yeah. Uh, welcome to day six of our Easter countdown. I uh, hope you had a good day today. We have seen more, uh, more news and more strict measures taken by our provincial government. Uh, so uh, I was just out, uh, out shopping, actually, doing some essential shopping, and wow, they made me wash my hands when I entered into a grocery store and they have tape on the floor where you're supposed to stand and uh, went to a hardware store and they asked me questions before I went into the store so uh, it's getting more and more strict so uh, stay safe everyone you don't have to go out at all unless you absolutely have to do something essential right and uh, so all those measures are really important as we continue to try and reduce the spread of course of uh, this virus so we are tracking toward uh, toward Easter and uh, the premier has announced that uh, the province is on pause and we're trying to kind of interpret what that means I suppose uh, until Easter he said so uh, on April the 13th maybe they will relax some of these measures maybe they will not uh, but in any case we are looking forward to Easter and uh, this this Easter uh, Sunday of 2020, uh, we will likely, um, well, for sure, we will not be back in the uh, movie theater because of all the restrictions uh, on uh, public spaces like movie theaters until at least May 1st. So it is going to be an electronic Easter, and I'm working on a message uh, for Easter Sunday, but we're also going to do something else Easter Sunday where we're going to do a special ultimate Easter quiz. And uh, the winner of that quiz is going to get themselves a brand new, I think it's a 10.2-inch brand new iPad with a new operating system from Apple OS and all of that fun stuff. So really nice prize, but it's going to be a hard quiz, and I'm not going to make it easy. And I have worked on this with Gavin Petter, our winter intern. His last uh, day really was yesterday. And he's preparing to uh, head back to Ontario tomorrow, actually. So thank you so much, Gavin, if you're watching or will watch for all your help in preparing that quiz. So uh, we need to have some hope in our lives, friends. And that's why we look to Easter, uh, which is our, our great hope. And uh, this really is the foundation of our faith, is the Easter story, the death and resurrection of Jesus. So if you are not familiar with this in the Gospels, I'm not talking about Easter and eggs and bunnies. I'm talking about Easter from the Bible, okay? The death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. If you are not familiar with that, this is a great incentive for you to get reacquainted with the Easter story in uh, Matthew and Mark and Luke and John's Gospel in the Bible's New Testament. And uh, I will be giving clues during this uh, this series. It'll be every weekday up to Easter Sunday. So uh, tonight we are going to talk about a very emotional, <coughs> excuse me, subject, and that is the denial of Peter at the arrest and trial of Jesus. And you will find this in Matthew. You'll find it in Mark. You'll find it in Luke. You'll find it in John. It's it's a hugely embarrassing moment for the disciples, and in particular for Peter. And I'm going to pick it out of John's Gospel here from John chapter 18, 
Uh, this is after the arrest, and uh, Jesus actually goes through six trials, if you're going to be technical. Um, and this is one of them, and uh, Simon Peter is is in the distance, okay? So uh, John chapter 18, verse 15, Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. The other disciple is most probably John identifying himself uh, as his, his uh, pattern in the Gospel of John. He seems to identify himself this way. Because this disciple was known to the high priest. Interesting. So John and Caiaphas had some kind of familial relationship. Maybe they were distant relatives. We're not sure. He went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. So John was able to get access into the courtyard of the high priest Caiaphas. I, I think I mentioned this in our last devotional. I stood in front of Caiaphas's uh, uh, ossuary, which has been found. Uh, it's a magnificent uh, experience. But Peter had to wait outside the door, presumably because he was not family uh, or didn't have this relationship, whatever it was, with the high priest. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back spoke to the servant girl on duty and brought Peter in. So Peter had access that John had, and John shared that access with Peter. And uh, this servant girl asks Peter a question. You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter, and he replied, I am not. It was cold. And the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. And Peter was also standing with them, warming himself. And then you have these questions from Caiaphas to Jesus as recorded by John. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. And Jesus replies, I have spoken openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. And when Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? If I said something wrong, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? And then Annas sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. So here we know that this initial discussion was actually with Annas, and Annas and Caiaphas uh, were related, and they kind of ran the show in duo, in, in tandem, in tag team. So it wasn't first before Caiaphas, it was first before uh, Annas. And I think Annas was his father-in-law. I'd have to check that. But uh, the two of them ran the temple in tandem. So uh, verse 25, Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. And so they asked him, you are one of his disciples too, are you? And he denied it, saying, I am not. That's denial number two. And one of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, that man's name was Malchus. We learned that last time. It was Malchus's ear. So one of the high priest's relatives, who was a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, I know it's confusing with all these relatives, didn't I see you with him in the garden? And again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, 
a rooster began to crow. It is a remarkable, honest moment recorded here. Also in Matthew and Mark and Luke's gospel, you will find it a very painful moment in the life of Peter. Why? Because five chapters earlier in the Gospel of John, you will see that Jesus will predict that uh, Peter will deny him. In fact, he predicts that everybody will will uh, abandon him. And Peter had said to him in John chapter 13, I am willing to die for you. I am willing to lay down my life for you. And Jesus says, before the rooster crows, you will deny me. And so you see this moment take place five chapters later in Peter's life, and it is such an embarrassing moment. I mean, how can he go from standing in front of Jesus and saying, I will die for you, and then being questioned in, I mean, certainly pressure-filled circumstances, but, I mean, we could argue they're not that pressure-filled, nothing compared to what Jesus was facing, and yet he denies Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. Imagine the range of emotion from saying, I will die for you, to I deny you. If you look at it in Luke's gospel, you will see at that third denial, it says the Lord looked straight at Peter. Can you imagine what Peter felt? Can you imagine the range of emotion? And there is a very powerful lesson for us in this embarrassing moment in Peter's life. Several lessons. Uh, One of them that that we can focus on in the next couple of minutes. You know, we often uh, we often make pledges and and promises and uh, before God, you know, and here you have you have uh, Peter in John 13. I will die for you. You know, as if Jesus needed someone to die for him. Uh, I mean, he's he's the son of God. He's God in the flesh. And there's Peter saying, I'll take the bullet for you, Jesus. I'll stand in front of you. You know, in in some ways, it's a bit of an arrogant thing to say that you would actually do that. And uh, but this is what Peter said. And here he is. He is completely humbled because what Jesus had predicted about him actually comes to pass now the beautiful thing about this story is that it doesn't end there if you uh, do a little bit of homework and you look into John chapter 21 you will see that Jesus very poignantly and very beautifully reinstates Peter uh, by asking him a question three times Peter do you love me more than these referring to the other people around Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? And Peter, he knows why Jesus is asking three times. And he says to to Peter, feed my sheep, you know, feed my lambs. In other words, Peter, you're going to become a leader in the church. And I want you to make disciples and I want you to uh, be an example and I want you to be a leader. And he even tells Peter, uh, he predicts the way that Peter is going to die. Someone is going to stretch out your, your arms. Uh, early tradition says that Peter was crucified upside down. So that promise he had made to Jesus, I'm willing to die for you in a kind of an ironic way, it actually does come to pass. But a lesson for us, well, sometimes we make these pledges and we make these promises 
uh, before God. We need to be very, very humble before him. Uh, it is the mercy of God and the grace of God that we have to thrust ourselves upon. And we can't really do much more than that. We are, we are sinful beings. And uh, as long as we have his grace and his mercy and ultimately his spirit working through us, then we're treading on really, really safe ground. Thank God for the forgiveness of Jesus and how he reinstated Peter. And uh, I thank God that he does the same thing for us in our lives over and over again. So uh, God bless you, everyone, tonight. Stay safe, and uh, I'll be with you again tomorrow as we continue day seven of our devotion. Uh, watch for an email or a text from me on Wednesday night. We're going to do something special, and we're going to have another Zoom call. And uh, in that call, we're going to do a little bit kind of a, of a devotional Bible study uh, type call, and we're going to answer a question that's burning in many, many people's minds. Is this the end? Are we going to witness the return of the Lord? Is this a sign that we are experiencing this global, worldwide pandemic virus? Is this a sign that Jesus is about to return? There are many, many people who are asking this question and asking profound questions about life and death. So we are going to tackle that on Wednesday night. Watch for an invitation from me to join that Zoom call. God bless you, everyone.